Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. I'll just start by sharing a little story with you. Uh, it's a story that somebody shared with me recently. Uh, once they went to Kenya and did a little service out there, they came back and told me about this man that really changed their life. There's this older man, he's about 60 years old, and uh, he decided to give his entire plot of land to the church. He just wanted to donate all of his possessions to the church. And once he did that, the church wanted to at least support him and just compensate him a little bit. And he refused to take anything back from the church. He just said, this is all the land that I have. Take it. I don't want anything back. And this man would go to church before anybody else. He would arrive at church, first person in the building. And you know, he would make the trip out there on his own. Every liturgy, he was the first one there. And I think, okay, it sounds nice, but you know, nothing really spectacular about that. But what's really so spectacular about this man is that he's blind. He lives about a mile away from the church, and he would take this journey to the church on his own every liturgy. And a group of people that went to visit him, you're asking him, you know, just going from the church to your house, walking at this mile was not easy. You know, a group of us, and we have each other to help navigate, and all of us can see, and we even got lost a couple of times. Uh, how do you manage to get over there? He said, you know, I just you know, try to head over, and, you know, sometimes I do get lost, but by God's grace, like, there's always this man that comes and carries me to the church. It's always the same man. When I find myself lost, he just uh, appears and he, you know, carries me straight to the church and I get there. And that's how I typically arrive. It's an amazing story. But you see how love is all about giving our whole life. St. Porphyrius puts it in a beautiful way. He says, he who loves a little gives a little. He who loves more gives more. And he who loves beyond measure, what does he give? He gives himself. He gives himself. That is the definition of love. When we hear the words of Christ today, now once this man approaches him, this lawyer, and he wanted to test him, he said, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said, well, what do you understand about the law? What's written in the law? Then he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He said, Do this and you will live. But what does it mean to do that? What does it mean to love the Lord with everything? That means we give everything. That's the definition of love. Because God is love. And how did He reveal that love to us? When He gave His life for us on the cross. So when we enter into that love, we give our life. Now, there's a necessary prerequisite to do that. Right? It's impossible to love 
without a necessary prerequisite. And you saw this illustrated in an amazing way in the account of the Synexarium today. When you see this man who made a contract with the devil, basically sold his soul over to the devil just so he can get this girl, and then realized that he threw his life away, how was he restored back to God? Through prayer, through fasting, and through the faith of St. Basil and the entire church. It's such an amazing story. You see, this man was as hopeless as possible, right? How did he return back to God? What, what was like the necessary prerequisite that St. Basil said? First of all, do you want to return back to God? Yes, okay, you really want to do this. That's the first step. And then it's a matter of stepping away, fasting, praying. And he said for three days, we're just going to pray. And then after the first three days, that I, I see Satan trying to resist against you. Like this is going in the right direction. Right? And then he kept him for 40 days. And after that, he brought him to the church. And everybody in the church was praying. Everybody in the church was participating in this man's repentance and were a part of his salvation. Right? It's impossible for us to take a single step to God in our efforts to love Him unless we have the faith to do that, unless we have the faith to give Him our life. Why? Because love costs. It's impossible to love without giving. Love is charity. Love is to say, I'm going to sacrifice this. But how can I sacrifice something when I'm concerned about all of my own needs? I'm I'm worried about how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to live the next day. You know, how is it possible for this man to give all of his land if he wasn't certain that God would take care of him? Right? Faith is the prerequisite for love. This is what St. Ignatius says as well. These are the beginnings and the end of life. The beginning is faith, the end is love. The beginning is faith, the end is love. The two bound together in unity are God. Everything else that belongs to goodness follows from these. Repeat that one more time because it's, it's a beautiful quote. These are the beginning and end of life. The beginning is faith and the end is love. The two bound together in unity are God. Everything else that belongs to goodness follows from these. Our capacity to love is a reflection of the faith that we have. Because I cannot give whenever I'm so consumed about like, my own life and I'm not just surrendering my life to God, trusting that He'll take care of me. You know, the devil is telling me, like, you need to hold on to that, so don't give. Right? But faith says, my life is in God's hands. He's going to take care of me today and tomorrow and forever. What am I doing holding on to everything in my life, right? And that's why prayer is always at the heart of faith and love. If I have faith, I will pray because I depend on God. I know that He's going to take care of me, so I always run to Him to provide for my needs. You'll see that the most faithful people are the ones who pray the most, right? And those are the ones who love the most. 
because they're entirely dependent on God. They're not worried about handling life on their own, right? They're not stuck on, you know, satisfying their own desires. So they're willing to give that to everybody in front of them. If we have faith, we'll see it reflected in our prayers. And if we have faith, then we're not just praying whenever we need something. We're praying because we want to give something. See, if we have faith, we're not praying just whenever I run into situations that challenge me. I'm praying because I want to give my life to God. I want to surrender to Him. Right? But at the end of the day, who benefits? Is it God that benefits from my faith and from my prayers and from my love? It's me. And that's not the, the ulterior motive behind my faith and my prayers and my love and my charity, but ultimately, I'm the sole beneficiary of the relationship I have with God. I don't add anything to Him. He's perfect, right? He's the one that gives me when I commit my life to Him. Just leave you with a beautiful story. There's a church... Like, you know, like every other church, they make the urban before the liturgy. And in this church, everybody is always fighting to make the urban, right? <laughs> it's not common because it's hard work and you're lucky to just find one or two people that can make the urban and, you know, spend that long hours of getting everything ready. And it's typically like really early or in the middle of the night. So it's hard work. So to see a church where everybody's fighting to make the Urban is a big deal. Like, what is going on? What's so unique about this situation? And the reason is because of the testimony of a certain couple in that church. So there's a couple struggling in their marriage, right? Really struggling, having a hard time, and things were just going south. They tried everything. Therapy, counseling, talking to different people, support groups, this and that. And, you know, even with all of their good intentions, they were just consumed in the problem, trying to solve the problem and in a sense just focusing on their own life. So the priest one day came to the guy and he said, listen, let's, let's try something different. Step away from this for a moment. And I want you to just serve in the church. Give your time and the energy to help making the Urban. Right? That's all I want you to do. Right? Don't even worry about the problem for now. Right? You have nothing to lose. You've tried everything else. It's not working. So just give this a chance. Right? After just two weeks of regularly making the Urban and serving and giving his time, which is obviously an expression of his love, his entire situation at home started to change. Right? And he noticed that his interactions with his wife were getting better and, and things were totally different. And he went back to the priest like, did you do something? Did you talk to her? Like, I don't understand what happened. So he explained to them, in the liturgy, we have several different litanies, right? We have litanies for the, the church and the peace of the church and the, the bishops, and we have litanies for the plants of the field and the air of heaven and this and that. But what he doesn't know is that on three different occasions, 
we pray for those who brought these gifts on whose behalf they have been brought and those by whom they have been brought. So in the liturgy, we pray for those people on three different occasions. So it's like prayer times three on the altar, right? And so he's telling him, because of your faith of just surrendering this to God and the prayer that supports that, once you put all of your concerns on the altar, right? And you express your love by depending on God, right? Because faith is an expression of love, even though it's merely the beginning of love, right? When a child goes to his father and he says, Dad, I trust you. I know you're going to take care of me. The father feels the love of his son, right? That he's depending on him. When we come to God and we pray, and we say, Lord, my life is in your hands. I love you and I depend on you because I trust you, because I know you are good, because I know whatever happens in my life is directed by you. And I will accept every cross, I'll accept every burden, and I will embrace it, and I will walk with you. That's faith. When we have that faith, then we can walk in love. Then we can follow in the footsteps of what scriptures tell us today, that we ought to love the Lord with everything that we have. May God give us that faith, the faith to present our concerns, our worries, all our anxieties, all our insecurities, all our troubles, our entire life to God on an altar, right? Every single person that walked into this church has concerns, every single one of us has trials at home, has different troubles at home. And we can't solve a single thing on our own, right? And so instead of allowing all of these concerns to consume us and to destroy our life, we say, God, I just want to love you. And the only way I can love you is to surrender my life into your hands so that you can manage all of my affairs. Like we pray in the liturgy, manage our lives as what? As you see fit. You cannot make that prayer unless you have faith. You cannot ask God to take your life and to manage it unless you trust Him in managing it. And, but it's not until you trust Him that you can love Him. May God give us the grace to do that. Unto Him is do all glory forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.